Welcome to the Christ Community Worship Service. Our in-person services begin every Sunday morning at 11.15 a.m. We are located at 1281 Sheridan Street in the great city of Baldwin, Michigan. Now turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. While you're finding our scripture, let me say this. I try and watch one movie a week, preferably on Sunday evening at the close of a long day. I should say at the close of a long weekend. Well, recently on a Sunday, I watched a movie named All Saints. The movie was based on the true story of Pastor Michael Spurlock, who decided to trade in his corporate sales career and become a pastor. (laughs) Unfortunately, his first assignment is to close a country church, much like this one, and sell the church and all the land that surrounded the church. The pastor soon has a change of heart about selling the church. His heart changed when refugees from Burma started attending the church services. This movie started out so slow. I could hardly stay awake. I was really ready to turn the movie off and just give up the ghost and go to sleep. But then the pastor hears a word from the Lord and says that the Lord spoke to him. And now the movie has my undivided attention. Pastor Spurlock claims that God spoke to him and wants him and the Burma refugees to turn the land surrounding the church into a working farm to pay the church's bills, feed the refugees, and give the congregation new life. Yeah, yeah. Which would convince the powers over their denomination to keep the church open and use it as a mission. Pastor Spurlock works so hard to uh, lead and, and, and lead in the area of farming to make these endeavors a success. In fact, the whole congregation and surrounding community pitch in to make the pastor's vision a reality. They, de- they devoted long hours of labor. But when it is time to harvest all the crops. A flood comes in and ruins almost all the crops. Yeah. And the crops that were not ruined were packed on a bus to sell at a farmer's market several miles away. On the way to the farmer's market, one of the Burma refugees is driving the bus and doesn't have a legitimate uh, uh, driver's license yet. So a policeman stops the bus and the bus is impounded and all the rest of the crops die. I literally sat up in my chair and yelled, how is this going to work out? 
to get the answer, you got to rent the movie yourself. All the pastor's dreams and efforts were shattered in a day. Beloved, the way God works things out is absolutely unknown to us. But without a doubt, he is always by our side and his promises will not fail. Even when the things that we expected don't work out. Now stand and let's read Matthew chapter 11 verses 2 and 3. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Ah, Heavenly Father, blow up these words that we have prepared. Someone is at the crossroad of disappointment. The way things worked out was not what they were expecting to happen. <laughs> Feed us with your word as only you can do. In the name of Jesus and Jesus name. Amen. Verse 3b. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Take your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor. This is not what I expected. <laughs> Take your other neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, this is not what I expected. <laughs> God bless you. You may be seated. Who among us will be honest enough to admit that more times than you can count Things did not work out the way that you expected. You had your whole life mapped out, but somehow things didn't turn out the way that you planned it. You thought everything was going good, and then there came that day when the doctor told you that you needed an urgent surgery if you were going to survive. Or maybe you were more qualified than another candidate on your job, but they got the job that should have been yours. Well, now you're forced to work under someone who is less qualified than you. You did not get what you expected. Maybe you thought that your marriage would last forever. Only to see your spouse walk out. The marriage crumbled and you were left to pick up the pieces. Now you work multiple jobs on an income that is not quite enough. And you struggle to raise your children without the help of the other parent. You've cried enough tears to fill an ocean. And you wonder if your children will ever really recover from the devastation of a broken home. You did not get what you expected. You thought you were set to enjoy your golden years, you know, the golden years, 65 and over. 
but you found out that with changing markets, you were forced to come out of retirement, get a job just to make ends meet, and you find yourself getting up every day to go to work. Uh, you did not get what you expected. If we could only know what God is going to do next, maybe we would be more courageous while standing at the corner, the intersection called disappointment. Beloved, we all struggle with doubt. You cannot help but wonder if God cares about your struggles. Because the response of the Holy One seems to be the complete opposite of what you thought was going to happen, of what you expected. The question sticks in our throat. Like John, are you the Christ or should we look somewhere else? As we move back into our text today, The Bible lets us know that John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. Mm -hmm. They were born six months apart. John had known who Jesus was before, even before he was born. Mary had was told by the angel Gabriel that she had been chosen to bear the son of God. Reacting to what had happened and especially the difficult questions that would be raised by this pregnancy, Mary trekked into the hill country to find respite with a cousin. When Mary arrived at the home of her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. The baby in the womb was John, who would be known as John the Baptist. And the Bible says John had been baptizing in the wilderness. Mark 1, 26 and 27 says, I baptize with water. But among you stands one who you do not know. And even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. John believed in Jesus and believed that the two of them were on a divine mission. Then the unexpected happened. All right. John the Baptist was put in prison by King Herod because the king did not like what John was preaching. 
In John's sermon, he rebuked Herod for committing adultery with his brother's wife, Herodias. In response, the king put John in prison. Though John knew Jesus, and though he had fulfilled all that had been appointed to him to accomplish, prison was not what John had expected. When John sent his disciples to ask Jesus if he was the Messiah or should he look for another, John was not questioning the signs he had witnessed. On the contrary, John was expressing his disappointment. I think I'm speaking to some of you this morning. You know who Jesus is. You don't doubt that he has saved you. You have no doubt that he's able to deliver you. But at one point, even perhaps in this moment, you are in the dungeon of despair because of the disappointments that have happened in your life. You are hurting. You are wondering, why doesn't God take away my pain? You don't know what's going to happen next. And so, like John, you send someone to ask Jesus, are you the one or shall we look for another? That is some serious doubt. Maybe you wonder how John got into this state. Maybe you wonder how anyone could move from shouting glory to God to singing the blues. It didn't happen just because John was in the dungeon of disappointment where John was incarcerated would have been meaningless. John just could not understand how God was going to use what was happening in his life to fulfill the mission that he had been called to. John was in the valley of disappointment because God did not fulfill John's expectation. You see, John had personal expectations that did not fit in God's plan. The path God leads us toward may not always make sense to us. If it's not the plan we hope for ourselves and we don't understand how what happened could possibly end up good. Beloved, embracing a new and unexpected direction takes courage. Courage to let go of what we thought would happen. Courage to move forward ah, with God's plan. Yes. Beloved, here are our choices. We can hold on to our dreams. We can hold on to our plans or we can choose to follow God when he sets us on a new path with redirected plans that don't fit into what we thought was going to happen. God's plans are our only comfort and hope. In the midst of our plans that are dramatically changing over time, often against our own will. Mm. See, beloved, there are some things that can only be grown 
some things that God has for you that can only grow in the soil of disappointment. Come on, right now, right now. Ah, but when those things take root, and when those things begin to grow, you will be standing on a firm foundation. We so often have built things that are shaky. Uh, We have built things the way that we think they should go. And God has a plan for us that can propel us into the future so that no matter what storms comes our way, we will not be tossed to and fro because of what grew in our lives when we were disappointed. We are standing on a firm foundation. The answer is not in our disappointment. Stop looking at the disappointment. Stop meditating on what happened. The answer is keeping our eyes on God. We've been rehearsing and sharing what happened to us. And God wants us to begin to praise him. God wants us to begin to trust him. God wants us to begin to tell him, God, you are God all by yourself. And you know exactly what you are doing. God's sovereign power will govern all the inexplicable, all the frustrating detours, and all the delays in our life, and he will use them for our good. In fact, God is doing a thousand things in your life right now. (laughs) Yeah, he is taking every piece of your shattered dream. He does not miss a piece. He picks up every piece of your shattered dreams and he brings them about to fulfill the plans that he has for your life. Disappointment is inevitable. Mm. Yeah. So how do we recover? The first thing we must do is we must prepare for disappointment. Uh, Now, some of you all are calling me a defeatist and a a pessimist because I'm telling you that you are going to be disappointed. Uh, Don't call me a pessimist and don't call me a defeatist. I'm just being real. You are going to be disappointed at some point in your life and you should prepare for disappointment. What we must do is when we do get disappointed, we must share those disappointments with God. In other words, we must be honest with God. Yes, tears are flowing. Be honest with God and tell God just how you feel. Tell God, I don't understand. Uh, Tell God exactly what you're thinking. And after you put all your burdens on God, find someone that you can trust in the ministry and tell your brother or sister exactly what you are going through. See, we like to come to church with a fake smile. Uh, We like to come to church with our clothes all pressed uh, and coordinated when really we've fallen apart on the inside. Let somebody know what you're going through. Let somebody know exactly how you feel. We need one another. Baby, I need you right now. Please call me because I need you to encourage me. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
The next thing that we must do is we must remember. Remember that Jesus was disappointed. It may have a different spiritual name than disappointment because Jesus Christ was God and man all at the same time. But while he was on earth, his disciples let him down all the time. Yeah, they all forsook him. Mm. One denied him. Mm. One even betrayed him. In other words, Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Uh, He can sympathize with exactly what you're going through. Uh, He can support you as you are recovering from the blows uh, that you have went through. Jesus is a friend that will be closer than a brother. He will never leave you or forsake you. The fourth thing we must do is we must submit. Ah, Now y'all wondered what part of the sermon was mine. This part is mine. We must submit and accept. Uh, Rather than arrogantly fighting our way through this dark intersection and start and stop trying to make something work that's not supposed to work. Uh, Nothing can be gained by seeking vengeance or angrily shaking a fist in God's face. No, we must submit. We must confess. Lord, I don't understand how this could be happening to me. But you have allowed it to happen and I am going to submit to your will. I am going to bow before your power because you know what is best. After we submit, after we let go of what we are trying to go, the next thing that will happen is we will grow. (laughs) We can use disappointments to grow our faith. We can use disappointments to grow in service to God. Use the pain that you feel to make yourself more aware of who you've afflicted pain on. Maybe what you're going through right now is God wants you to recognize and go back and apologize to who you've done wrong. Maybe God wants you to use what you're going through right now and take that same comfort that he has comforted you and go comfort someone else. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Use what you're going through right now to be of service. Yes, you're in pain. Yes, you hurt. Yes, you are disillusioned. But use the emotions you have right now to go and serve someone else. Hallelujah. And the next thing we must do is we must hope. Ah, We have a heavenly hope that no amount of earthly disappointment can take away. Now I'm preaching. Uh, No, nothing on this earth can take away our heavenly hope. No amount of earthly disappointment can redirect the heavenly hope that we have. I don't care if your plans have been unfulfilled, redirected, or delayed. Uh, They will become a pathway 
for our heavenly hope. Uh, sometimes we might feel like John the Baptist uh, in a dungeon, uh, but God has given us a heavenly hope uh, that will be fulfilled uh, someday. Uh, we know that even if we are in a dark prison right now, that God's infinite wisdom uh, and God's Im immeasurable love uh, will cause our life uh, to go the way that he absolutely planned it to go. Because of the cross, we will spend eternity with him. In the not too distant future, he is coming back again. We have a heavenly hope that every disappointment will be removed. That every unfulfilled hope will be fulfilled. That every destroyed dream and every vision that was broken we will understand it better by and by because of the hope that we have in him look up and see God and he will renew your hope begin to praise him no matter how you feel and he will renew your hope what is happening is you are bringing eternity uh, into the disappointment uh, of right now. You are bringing eternity uh, into that dark dungeon uh, and it will no longer be dark. Uh, you will be the light of the world. Uh, you will bring light uh, wherever you are. Hallelujah. I didn't get what I expected, but I got what God wanted me to have. Whoop. Amen. God bless you. Look up and see God. He is the almighty one and he is sovereign God. For our listening audience, if you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you're ready to receive him right now, pray this prayer with me. Admit that you are a sinner and that you have done many things that don't please Jesus, that you have lived your life for yourself only. Tell Jesus you are sorry and you repent. Ask him to forgive you. Pray this prayer that you believe that he died on the cross for you to save you. you. That he did for you what you could not do for yourself. That you come to him now to take total control of your life. That you give your life to him from this day forward. And that he will, that you will live every day in a way that pleases him. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please call me at 231-349-1046.